Hello and welcome to the JCBC Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm so grateful that you found our podcast. Listen, the JCBC Podcast is a collection of several sermons that have been preached over the years at Johns Creek Baptist Church. I pray that as you find these sermons and you listen to them, they would meet you where you are in your journey. And I trust that God will do something in these words to lift up your head, if only for a little while. So go ahead and subscribe to us and follow along. So there was this woman who was married uh, to a, a mean man. Uh, he was pretty harsh on her uh, his, his whole life, kind of emotionally vacant, cold, uh, verbally abusive. The only thing he cared about, in fact, was making money. He was a workaholic and he was good. He, he, could, turn, he could turn a profit. But special occasions would come and go and he would he wouldn't pay attention to them. Anniversaries, birthdays, Christmas, that just kind of came and went and nothing special. Well, at the end of his life, he told his wife as he was nearing his own death that he has some final wishes. She got excited a little bit. She thought, well, you're finally going to take me on this cruise or you're going to take me on a vacation or some place that we've never been. He said, no, no, we're too old for that. It costs too much money. Here's what I want. When you bury me, I want all of my cash, all of my money to be buried with me in the coffin. Well, she was a faithful wife. I mean, years of commitment. She was loyal, compliant. So she, she agreed. Well, the day came and he died. So she did what he had asked her to do. She gathered all of the money into a single account and at the funeral, she wrote a check and put a check into the coffin for him to uh, cash out, you know? Listen, she knew something that I think we all really know at a deep level. There are some things that were never meant to be buried. So last week, you may remember that uh, we buried some things that needed to be buried from 2020. 
you'll remember I, I said one thing that needs to be buried is this virus itself and we're on the way another thing that I said needs to be buried is the deflated dreams or the uh, the deflated expectations and unmet hopes the disappointments that 2020 brought us we also said that we really need to bury some other things like well a broken way to view the world and we buried some glasses broken shattered eyeglasses to to remind us that sometimes seasons come when when the experience that we have changes the way we view and do our lives. But of all the things that needed to be buried from 2020, I wonder, I wonder if we, we buried some things in 2020 that were really never meant to be buried. I'm talking about like healthy, good things like healthy practices and spiritual disciplines and habits that that keep us healthy and and a relationship with Christ vibrant and growing so you know we started the year in 2020 uh, a year ago now with some great hopes the end of 2019 was was so strong I, I remember the church had just passed you remember this we passed these four strategic initiatives and we were going to pour our energy into into mobilization and 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 then also with with youth and seniors and 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 marketing and we we had this plan and 2020 was going to be the year and we were off to a great great start i mean our 4d classes were jam-packed we literally had full classes every time we offered that that orientation and we had new members joining almost every other week it felt like somebody was joining the church to say hey we're in and and the conversations we were having not just officially and public conversations about families who were choosing to join but we were having multiple conversations with with individuals who were discovering true transformation in their lives and they were connecting with our our message and our mission as a church it was, it, was so, it, it was so electric and alive that one, one of the pastors on our staff said to us after one really great Sunday, he said, you know, I think now we are officially on fire. <laughs> and it felt great. And then the pandemic hit. And then we had to make some decisions that were hard decisions. And then we had to make some even more decisions and more and as we separated and had to social distance and then go all virtual, you remember those earlier days, right? And at first it was, I mean, it was okay. It was tolerable. We, we were able to kind of maintain it because uh, we all pulled together and found ways to, to provide programming and engagement for one another. And, and it started out really great. Our online engagement was fantastic. Not just people viewing through the week, but I'm talking about like on Sunday mornings, people would actually plan to view at the same time our worship services. And we would have communion. And I would say to you, hey, get your, get your drink and get your bread and we're going to have communion at the same time. And you would. And you, you, you even shared pictures online of eating you know, your bagel and your coffee and, and tuning in. It, and, it, and it was great. Whenever we would put out a call to action, I mean, you responded right away. 
I mean, in a heartbeat. You created more than a thousand masks within just a few days. And when we would put a call out to, to give financially for our missional partners, you overwhelmed us with what you were able to do. And, and you gave at unprecedented levels, even during a pandemic. And there were, there were really moments in which families were beginning to, to discover faith at home in brand new ways. But then, you know, one week led to one month and then one month led into the summer and then another month passed and then now we're seven eight nine now almost ten months into this journey so how are we doing so here we are at the beginning of a brand new year this is the first sunday of a potentially life-changing year and every every year on this sunday in one way or another i ask a similar kind of question when you look back and you think about this first Sunday of last year, when you think about where you were this day one year ago, how are you doing? I mean, have you grown in your faith? Are you more like Christ? Do you, do you swell with compassion and mercy and have, have you developed a deeper richer relationship between last year and today? Or has something else happened? I mean, because if it has, I mean, no condemnation. It happens to all of us. But, but maybe this is the Sunday when we ask ourselves a, a real question. Have we buried something over the course of this bizarre year that was never meant to be buried? What are your daily practices? How is your prayer life? Are you in the Word? Are you engaging? Because you know, if you miss one Sunday, it's one thing. Well, I'll just catch it, you know, later this afternoon. Or I'll just, you know, I'll catch it this Tuesday when I'm on the treadmill. I'll catch up and watch, you know. Or I'll just, you know, I missed it, but I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll catch it if I catch it. You know. When the, the truth is, this pandemic has provided an incredible opportunity to carve the apple down to the very core and ask yourself, is there something within me that is begging for my attention? And now with the distractions all forced away from me, I, have I been attentive to that one necessary thing? So there's this story that Jesus tells of a man who goes on a long trip, a wealthy man. So as he leaves, he wants to entrust, entrust his, his resources, his money with his servants. He brings one servant before him and he, he gives to that servant five talents. A talent was equivalent to say about 15 years worth of, of labor. He gives him 75 years worth of labor, money there. To another, he gives him two talents. Uh, so he gives him about 30 years worth of of money. And to a, a third, he gives him one talent, so 15 years worth of labor. Not, not bad, but he leaves town. So when the man returned, he wanted to settle the accounts with his slaves. So the first one came to him, the one who he had given five talents to. And he said, Master, you gave me five talents and I invested what you gave me, so I have doubled it and, and here are ten. And the master was really pleased. He said, well done, good and trustworthy slave. Enter now into the joy of your master. 
The second one came forward, the one who had been given two talents. And he said, Master, I, I invested what you gave me, and now I have four talents to give back to you. Well done, my good and trustworthy slave. Enter into the joy of your master. Well, the third one came forward and said, But Master, I knew that you were a harsh man and you deal shrewdly with those under you. And I, well, I, I became afraid, nervous to do anything like these others have done. So I, I, I played it safe and I took the talent that you gave me and, and I buried it for safekeeping. And here it is, the one talent. And the, the master lost it. He said, are you, you serious? Are you out of your mind? I mean, I gave you this because I entrusted you to do something with it. See, in 2020, I think that you and I were given an opportunity to invest in our faith like we never have been before. We had opportunities that would force us to come to grips with the, the condition of our relationship with Christ and to be pressed into growth and pressed into taking ownership over this relationship. My question is, is there, is there some part of what has been entrusted to you that you've buried? Because maybe it's time in this new year to exhume from the earth the thing that lies in you. So there's this other story, see. Another story about a man who, who's walking across this field and, and he discovers this treasure that has been buried in the field. And he digs it up and he digs it up and, and sees what he has and he's so overwhelmed by this treasure that he buries it back up. And then he goes home and he sells all of his possessions so that he has enough money to come and buy the whole land. He's willing to give up everything that he has because he knows the value of the treasure that had been buried and hidden beneath the ground. I think about that sometimes because Jesus said that is exactly what the kingdom of God is like. It's like a, a treasure that's been buried in a field and once you discover it, once you know it's there, once you see it, you cannot not see it. And you're willing to do everything you can to exhume that treasure so that you may have it. See, when Paul talks about this mystery that is in us in Christ, he uses treasure language too. He says that it's, it, it's, it's like you and I are carrying around this treasure in clay jars. It's the mystery of the Christ who is in us. And this, this mystery that's been put in us like a, like a treasure in clay jars is put there so that the world will know and that you and I will know that this extraordinary power comes from God. And it doesn't belong to us. My question for you as we begin this brand new year is have you discovered the treasure that is buried in you? Because most of the time, the treasure that is in us gets buried beneath layers and sediment of earth and clay till we forget that it's even there. And it doesn't happen all at once. It's not like our lives experience this avalanche that buries our treasure that Christ put in us. It's more like one shovel load at a time. 
And over the course of 2020, one shovel load of disappointment at a time, one shovel load of despair and frustration and anger and impatience buries this extraordinary gift that has been planted in us because of Christ. Is this the year that you exhume the treasure in you? Well, we do that through one way only prayer. And maybe you're sitting right where you are today and, and, and it sounds compelling to consider the possibility that there is more in you, that you than you see. That maybe it's buried beneath layers and layers of experiences and disappointments and woundedness and, and troubles. But maybe, what, if, what if you could somehow excavate the soul? Well, we do that through prayer. We do. And the prayer doesn't have to be elaborate or complex. The prayer is simple and authentic, and it sounds something like this. God, I recognize that there may be more within me than I feel. There may be more that you have, have buried within my heart than I acknowledge or recognize. And I pray that you would excavate my soul, that you would tear away all of the barriers and the layers that keep me from recognizing what you have put in me so that I may live faithfully this year. God, make this year different than any other year. Show me how to dig so deep in the soil of my soul that I, I find you. So I yield myself even now to the possibility of what you want to do in me. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, this is a new year. And my prayer for you is that you would discover that what is in you wants to be found. What is in you wants to be dug up. And what is in you is nothing more than, nothing less than, and nothing other than Christ in you. The hope of glory.